Hit the intro. Welcome to the first episode of Jesus to Me. On this episode, I'll be interviewing a good friend of mine named Juan Gutierrez. We touch on multiple subjects, specifically growth and how these last couple months have been for him. The podcast is presented by Love Project. To learn more, search Love Project on any social media platform and join the movement. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to subscribe to hear more. Twenty-eight. It feels weird to say it. Dude, that's weird to know. No, wait. I'm twenty-nine. Really... No. No, I'm twenty-eight. Sorry, it's because my what birthday. Where were you born? Ninety, but it's because my birthday is at the end of the year, so like it always trips trips me out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for nine for nine months, I'm like, oh, I'm one year. Anyways, yeah. That's I'm funny. Twenty-eight. All right, man. So tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you want to know? Where should I start? Name. Name. Birthplace. My name is, um, my Mexican name is Juan Angel Gutierrez Corona. <laughs> Sorry. My American funny. name is <laughs> Juan Gutierrez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just got used, so used to saying both. The short version. The American version. Yeah, the American version is Juan Gutierrez. Or Juan Gutierrez. Um, I am from san diego born and raised in mexico in sanada baja california puro cachanilla um yeah i mean i don't know how much you want to know about me but that's my name what do i do for a living i work with kids and teenagers um with disruptive behaviors interesting is yeah. that hard it is it's it, it's i think it's more heartbreaking to see like some of the messed up stuff that i see and that makes it harder than the actual behaviors like the behaviors and the things that the kids are going through it's pretty rough and what they're doing it's hard yeah but i feel like the family dynamics and some of the hardships that those families are going through are just harder going to like family to family do you see the same like a lot in common between families like with the same issues or maybe discipline or is it always different um, I have seen a lot of patterns. I have seen a lot of like ignorance, suppression of feelings, um, lack of emotional connection between parents and kids. Hmm. Um, a lot of lack of discipline or structure in life. And yeah, like I've seen families that are very well off and then some families that are not very maybe disconnected in a way yeah but they're both still struggling with the same emotional disconnection like it's it's kind of interesting crazy that's that's very interesting actually um what do you do in church what's what's your role in in what do i do in church yeah in a regular sunday or a crazy (laughs) sunday (laughs) i mean talk about a little bit like from your history like what you've done what have i done at church Um, what you do now what I do now, I am involved in the audio and visual area of church ministry. What have I done? Um, I have helped with youth group camps, outreach. Um, I have preached, go on missions trips. I don't know, a little bit of everything. A lot of, it sounds like a yeah. lot. Yeah, it sounds like you touched uh, every area of the church at least. Maybe leadership. In, in the church? I think everything but kids. 
Ooh, yeah, yeah which is funny because that's what you do for a living now right yeah i think that's why i don't do it at church <laughs> yeah a little break from that that's funny yeah. that's interesting um how'd you how'd you get to church how'd you meet jesus oh well um labor day weekend 2007 um i'm not making it up that's actual fact i, I remember it was labor day it was a saturday night um can't remember exactly the day of the month but it was september um it was saturday night i was a at a family camp with my at that time girlfriend's family and i was just going through a I feel like all of us like going just going through a, a, a period of my life when i was a you know 16 year old teenager trying to like do my thing but um i feel like that at that point in my life i was just having a lot of faces a lot of masks and identities yeah um meaning like i was a people pleaser yeah one thing maybe at home one thing with the with exactly the friends. yep and they all worked out you know for my benefit yeah <laughs> and that night the person speaking to all of us um that night he he shared about that about having different faces um different personalities um through your regular life you know you're one person like you said you're one person at work you're one person at home then you're one person at church and then with your friends you're a whole different person and i felt like that was me mm. um yeah i was that you know good example kid um firstborn kind of like good kid for my mom uh good grades never got in trouble legally you know i was just like 4.0 student very good kid for my mom and you know she was just like okay he's good but then at school i was like this like desastroso you know like this troublemaker which i would not it was funny because I would never like actually initiate the trouble, but I was for You're sure involved. in the crowd. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. would be such an instigator. Like, oh, yeah, dude, do it, do it, do it, do it. Let's right, tie, right. let's tie, let's tie. Oh, you dude, that was sick, that was sick. Would you be the one like actually doing it at times? Like, for the majority, I mean, I'm sure there was See, a that's the thing. I never initiated trouble, but I for sure always followed it. That's crazy. And like, whoever was the one initiating it, I will be the first to follow that person just because somebody already did it. And right. I know like all the blame was like 75% their blame. Yeah. 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 So I was that kind of guy, but in reality, it. like it was my idea. So like, I will send people like, you should do it. You should do it. Oh, Ty. Hey, you did it. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I just hanging out with the wrong kind of wrong crowd for say crowd, but I don't know. I always compare myself to others. Like, well, you know, at least we're not like that bad. Right, <laughs> at least right, I'm right. getting good grades. <laughs> Um. And yeah, I mean, just I, anywhere you would put me in, in in a group, and I'll be like a different person. So that night, he just one of the things he touched. It was if you do that so much, you're gonna lose yourself eventually. Mm. And you know, God created you to be one person, and God wants to talk to that person and not. I mean, there's a little bit more into the story, but I guess that was the culmination of everything that I was feeling at that point in my life. And right. then a lot of things kind of w- were brought up on, in me that I was like, okay, it, um, 
who told this guy about me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, know, and, and, and <laughs> it was that moment when I was like, this message is for me and I need to take this step and I need to like respond to the calling. Of, now, is this an event that you were invited to or was this a church that you were already attending? Can I use the word forced? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was dude, forced. For sure. I was forced. I, I think I was forced. So Through a friend, family? My girlfriend at that time, her mom. Like she would, she would try to invite me to church, and I would always make excuses. So prior, you weren't considered a Christian. You wouldn't call no. yourself a Christian. Oh, I would, I, I, I would, cause I, will, I, I used to label myself as an atheist. No way. Straight up, I didn't know that about you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like so if you, you were to ask sixteen-year-old Juan, fifteen-year-old Juan, like, does God exist? I will say no. Wow. Straight up, and I would now, and you know, and like, do you believe in the church? Like, no, it's a scam. Wow. And I would give you 20 million thousand reasons why. Like, oh, the Bible's fake. Right. I was just so anti that. And um, it's funny because, like, atheists, I would define myself as an atheist, but I think I was just anti the Hebrew God and Jesus. Right. Because I, I was cool with Muhammad and, like, Buddha. But okay. I don't know. I think it was just, like, a beef with God or something. Interesting. Now, growing up, like, you you said you were born in Mexico. Yeah. So I'm assuming there was definitely like maybe a Catholic background through your family. I did my first communion. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I have pictures. <laughs> you did the whole thing. You did the whole shabam then. I didn't do my confirmation. I was one step away. Okay. So, but, but that's when we moved to the States. And I feel like that, that move, that transition from Mexico to the States, I think that's where I got lost. Um, because we stopped the going to church. Yeah, because we stopped going to church. And so then I at what age would you say that you that you disconnected and you said, you know what, I don't believe in this guy named Jesus or in wow. this high power God? I want to say it was probably like late 14. Okay. Yeah, like freshman year. Um, high school. Yes, but I feel like that was... I feel like there was more behind it. Like, I think it was a pattern of me already feeling disconnected. For one, the kind of type of tradition that I grew up in in Mexico. Like, you just go to church, check out, and then go on and, you know, do your your life, do your thing. It's a Sunday morning thing. It's a Sunday morning thing. I didn't even know why I did the confirmation other than, like, everybody else is doing it. And all my my friends did it. And my mom told me. So, like, I have to do it. Um, so coming over to the States, it was like, oh, this is pointless. You know, like, it doesn't really make a difference, but it was definitely, yeah, when I was like 14, my freshman year that I started like, just like reading books and talking to other people and kind of like, I don't know. So, so you say it's about a two year gap where you're like, I disconnect from let's say religion yeah like in general two and a half ish two two and a half okay and within those two two and a half years did you um question it at all like did you question not only religion but did you question maybe atheism itself um no not it not not being atheist i was just like nothing really exists like we which is funny because i i did believe in like metaphysical stuff like the whole like auto body experience and like 
past lives and all that. Right. But then I'm telling you, like, I don't think you, now that I think about it now, like now I'm older, now that I think about it, I don't think it was something, I guess, against a deity, like a God being. I think it was just towards God and Jesus mm. and the church. Mm. I think that's where my beef was. And so you said beef as in like anger. Yeah. Maybe hatred. Yeah. It was just like, like, I don't want to be part of that. Okay. It was, it was, it was, it was a weird. And what was, what was the, if you had to put a finger on it to back when you were 14, 15 saying, I'm angry, I'm upset with God. Yeah. What, if you had to put your finger on it, what's that one thing that kind of maybe was a cherry on top or just like in general was the one thing that you were angry towards God for? I think, um, I think it was just the finding out a lot about my my past through my mom like a lot of things that were never shared with me and were mm. hidden from me and just the absence of church and i think it was just a, a combination of yeah like finding out finding out a lot of things about my past and just that absence of a strong community of faith yeah, that was like, oh, the church is dumb. <laughs> that was kind of my stand, like, because you didn't see the like, need for I, it. I don't, I don't want to go to church. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to go there. Like, no. Like, for what? Almost a waste like, of it's time. a whole, it's a whole show. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I grew up with the stigma uh, as a Catholic, with the stigma like of like, yeah, Lutheran Christians, Christians are crazy. Like, we don't open the doors to them. Like, yeah, Jehovah yeah, Witness, yeah. like, we don't open the doors. Like, they're crazy. That like. Alleluiaers, like we don't talk to them. Like Catholic is the way to go. Yeah. But yeah, so like that was already there, so I didn't have to deal with that. But my thing was just with the Catholic Church. Like, oh, don't you know, like all the stuff that they do with the money and like all this, like shady stuff that they do, and you know, like the Bible is not this, like science says this, and this and that. Like I was just becoming very like a mind on my own at that time, and okay. I was just like, well, that's confirmation. This is pointless. <laughs> this Interesting. Is, it's not working. So would you say when you turned 16 or when you were 16 and you went to this youth event and you heard the preaching and you accepted God, was it the same transition from like going back to God or religion? So that's why I, that's what I said. Like there's more to it than just that one night in the preaching. But that was the first event of many, maybe that was the culmination of a lot of things that were happening in the background. Mm. Kind of like Final Cut Pro. <laughs> like it's rendering <laughs> in the background, but you don't know until you hit export. Until, I feel yeah. like that night was pressing export. But there was a lot of things going on in my background that that night it made just a lot of sense. It's very spiritual stuff. And I don't know. Definitely. If, like it would make sense. And I just kind of, I don't know, to explain it is it would take forever. Okay. Well, but it, that night was definitely like, yeah, like that last piece of the puzzle of all these other things that were going on in the background in my life and around me. Um, So that night it was just, I was just very vulnerable because like, who the heck told this guy about me? Like, why is, why is he saying this? You know, and, and at the end when he's like, you know, you know who you are. Yeah. And like. God just wants to tell you right now, like, stop running. And I was like, um, 
I'm not running. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> that, that's that's not me, but but I'm for sure moving fast. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so yeah, it was just that night that I kind of realized like that's me. That's and I'm the one doing. Yeah, that. and it's time. So it's been about. You said you were 16, and you're 28 now. Mm-hmm. So it's been about 12 years since you hit export, as you said. Yeah. Within these last 12 years, what has been the most difficult? 11, um, 11, 11 years and one month. Oh, 11 years and one month? To be precise. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. So Now that I'm keeping track. <laughs> so now that it's been 11 years and one month, what has been the most difficult part of being a follower of Jesus? Or I'll even take it a step further and say believing in God. Coming especially from maybe an atheist background. The most difficult thing. Jeez. I feel like um, it has all been pretty cruising up to this point, but it just recently it's a lot of struggling with like trust, mm. which it's hard to say that that's like the most difficult thing because that's what I've been doing for 11 years. Like, trusting God and, like, a lot of things because my life has been kind of crazy. Yeah, definitely. And, like, I have always trusted God for the past 11 years, you know, from school to work to moving from San Diego to Ventura to getting married. Um, Like, it has all been just, like, I'm going to put this on God's hand and I trust him with that and I'm cool and I just let it go. But just in the last couple of months, there has been a lot of challenges on trusting God and kind of really struggling with that battle of like how much am I going to keep controlling and how much am I going to give to God and if I give this part to God is it something really going to happen yeah. or should I just do it my way and that's where your faith comes in and that's when the faith comes in which is so hard because yeah. now like the last I would say the last two weeks maybe a week and a half it has been like a whole renewal of my faith yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing that I thought I was really good at, trusting God, is the one thing that now I'm struggling wow. with the most. Wow. But yet in the last week and a half, it's the one thing that has been really like, I mean, to say it in spiritual language, is like that's the one thing that God is really working on in my life right now and like really talking to me about certain things. Now, and it sounds like it's it's a season of your life that you're going through right now. In that season, is it the trust for like towards God or the trust around you, your friends, family, wife? Oh no, towards God. Towards God. Yeah, okay. for sure. Because yeah, like you said, it's a season. It's mm-hmm. a season, and and I feel like in every season phase of our life, God works in different areas, and I feel like right now, that is one of the things that. God is really nailing on the head on me. Yeah. Um, not literally metaphorically, <laughs> but yeah, like that's is a trusting towards God, like a lot of questioning. And you know, I I I honestly never thought I would hear myself myself saying this, but it was a lot of like God, where were you in this moment? And there's a song in our playlist that we have, plug in for our playlist, plug in for the playlist. <laughs> um, <laughs> Link in bio. Yeah. Like, um. For real, check out that playlist. And 
the song title is where were you yeah and it's just pretty much it's the whole story of job the book of job if you haven't read the book of job recommend it's it a good one i yeah that, that was my life right now um where yeah job is like where were you i mean i'm not even gonna say job's name like me like i was like god where were you in xyz moments that i you know that i thought you were being like i thought you were there but you were not yeah or i didn't see you or i didn't feel you or i thought you were gonna send me a signal or i thought you would give me like you know something and i would say like i'm not the most spiritual touchy-feely guy yeah like i can tell you anything about the bible (laughs) um and i can preach and i can teach and do like other things but like feeling like oh i felt like this yeah like like mm -mm, that's not that's not my area it's funny (laughs) that you say that too because like even from my faith i guess you can say the one thing i've never experienced is that like this crazy you know i've teared up here and there but i've never experienced this out of this out of this like world experience where i'm just like oh like some gosh. of those stories that you hear people saying you're like i don't yeah feel that <laughs> yeah and so and it's funny you mentioned that too because it's like though like asking where were you i feel like everybody goes through that for a little bit but sometimes we won't know and that's the most mm-hmm. difficult part or, or being patient to find out yeah that's crazy so that drives me to my next question of where do you see god in your day-to-day um for 11 years like i was super optimistic like i don't want to say cliche but i was like oh yeah i see god everywhere <laughs> you know i see god <laughs> in kids smiles i see god on flowers I, see that one god on the sun. I don't want to say i was that guy but i was you were yeah <laughs> um, you were and i was super like optimistic like yeah god is everywhere like for sure you know like i can stare at this rock and i can see god <laughs> And, you know, I can be in a worship service and I can feel the same as like climbing a mountain and just contemplating the beauty of God. Like I was that kind of guy, but I meant it. Like I really felt it. I really did experience that. Like, you know, I would be with friends like, oh, God is here. You know, we're having fun. Creation. Like it's all good. I would like see animals or go surfing or go on a hike and just feel like, man, this is tight. You know, but then again. In this season of my life, I feel like that has really, really, really magnified. Because I was like, kind of like, if you're not there when I needed you, why are you in this rock? Mm. Yeah. So it was so weird. It was like the weirdest, I would say, like two weeks of my life, of my faith. But now the last two weeks, week and a half, as of right now, October 30th. I really started to see God everywhere like I used to, but now it's in a different way with a different attitude and a different perspective where like I cannot only just stare at the rock and be like, oh, God is here because he created this. But it's like he took his time yeah, and his energy and his effort. And this rock, as simple as it looks, it's well, perfectly amazingly designed yeah and it's crazy and with people it's a whole different story now do you think that's do you think god is answering your prayers or is he maybe taking you to a different stage and a new season 
or maybe carrying you over to this new mentality where it's going to lead you to a different like part of your life because a lot of it is mental right a lot of it is how you see god and how you see jesus so like within those two weeks that you were maybe questioning him mentally you were discouraged i guess could be the word Mm -hmm. so like now that you see him or hear from him would you say he's taking you to the next step next level or is he just answering those prayers it's kind of weird to say like oh in, yeah he took in, me to the next level like yeah, i love yeah. a prestige level let, two in god let me clarify <laughs> i don't expect you to know the answer either no. but this is well, I, I guess this is more for you to like listen back to you know and i see it in context like what i'm going through is different from what everybody's going through it's different from what you're going through and my i mean i have always known that there's no spiritual levels like oh you need to go through x amount of things to feel god in a certain way or you need to go to bible college to know a lot about god or you you know you need to be a missionary in africa for three years to like really feel god and be really really unselfish yeah you know like i don't think it's there's a like a formula to a measuring stick yeah which i feel like that's such a misconception and I feel like everybody's so different. So now in my life, it's, yeah, I would say you're definitely on the next step. I mean, I, I feel like it's, like I said, like now I just don't see the rock and like, oh God is here because he created this rock. But now it's like, I really now appreciate his effort and his time to create this for what it's to me, an insignificant rock that I just stepped over. Wow. Yeah. It, 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 it's crazy and and i see that on people and i see that on um my friendships and relationships that i have it's like now i just don't see them as like you know just people there but it's like i see them for what god has put into them yeah and and appreciating them has made me realize and appreciate myself in a way because I grew up, I grew up without a dad. So that father figure to me has always been a struggle. And now that like, I see this, I'm like, well, he doesn't only, he didn't only create me, but the fact that he designed me in X, Y, and Z ways, really, really realizing that he is in control of everything. Yeah. Every yeah. like every single little thing and whatever even happens to throw that in there too. Even the things that we might see as imperfections. Yeah. Yeah. And even is, like quote unquote, like the bad things that happen in our life, because those bad things are always going to trigger something in our faith. They're always going to steer it. Yeah. And that's, that's when the questioning comes in. And yeah. that's where I went through. It's like, well, what were you? Definitely. And that's why I'm saying like Job, it's my story right now. Because that fool, like, he didn't do anything wrong, but yet he lost everything. And it was just pretty much for God to prove a point. Yeah. And that, <laughs> in reality, it had nothing to do with God. Yeah. Right. Like, it was just, yeah, it was just a kind of, like. And if you don't know the story, please, please, please. Read it. Go read it. It'll read make it. more sense. It'll make more sense to read it. why we keep referring to him. And after you finish that one, finish the whole Old Testament. <laughs> and might as well read the new one. Now, like we said, so. God had nothing to do with that situation, right? Um, which is kind of mind blowing, right? Because like, in, uh, we always tend to blame Him, yeah, 
we always tend to blame him. Yep. But my last question before we end the podcast, who is Jesus to you? Mm. Or what is Jesus to you? That's a good one. Um, it's interesting. So I feel like from, this might be like the nerdy inside of me, but we are so wired to put everything into categories. It's just the way our brain works. And I feel like for many years, I put Jesus, like I, I, I cut him up into little pieces evenly and put him in different categories. Like he's my mentor. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good example. He is my savior. And I'm going to throw a lot of spiritual words out there right now. Like, you know, he's my savior. He's my redeemer. He's my healer. Um, Well, he's for sure is my, you know, provider. Yeah. And he's for sure like, you know, my, my rock. But I think, I think what I was doing, it was just, I was just trying to fill in those categories with Jesus and kind of checking on the box. Like if you were to ask me like, oh, Juan is God. Is Jesus your, your provider? Oh, like, oh yeah, for sure. No questions. Oh, is Jesus your, you know, good example for what you're supposed to do in your life? Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Yeah. And, you know, you can go down the list and ask me, like, every single, and I would say, like, yes, yes. But I think the way I was seeing it is, like, yes, he's all these things individually. But now I, I, I was just like, Jesus is everything to me. I know it sounds super, super cliche. But that's just where I am right now. Right. It's it's like I don't if you were if if I, if, if you were to ask me like, you know, is Jesus your teacher? It's like, oh, yes, for sure. Like no questions asked. Yes, like he he's teaching me a lot right now in this season of my life. But yet, is he's your comforter? You know, is he's he's comforting you as he's teaching you and he's making you grow. And back then, I will see it as, like, two different ident- I- entities. Like, I will see it as, like, the teacher and, like, as the comforter person, you know, give me a hug. Everything's all good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I will see it, like, as two p- individuals. Interesting. But now, I really see it as both. And it's crazy. And I think this has to do a lot because, like I, I, like I said, like, I grew up without a dad. So I never mm. knew that a dad could be that, all that. that disciplined voice, but yet loving. Interesting. Wow. So I never had that concept. I mean, my mom was like my dad, but like moms have a different, you know, kind different of category. Of and yeah, d- my d- uncles d- were just like fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was hard for me to like understand that. So when I, when I became Christian and like, as I, went through my learning process like it was like that like oh yes god is a b c d e f g blah blah blah, 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 like all the way down the list like but it was all individually and now 11 years into this i'm like shoot he is everything in one person literally everything everything yeah and 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 that's good good stuff it's crazy to say that 11 years after you know but you you were to ask me like five years ago and i would say like yes but it was very into like, oh, yeah, in that one category. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's the thing, too. Like, a lot of the times as Christians, we call we call, we call call it a relationship with God, 
with Jesus and in a relationship there's growth. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's an example, a good example of being a Christian or a believer for 11 years and one month. Don't think I forgot about that one month. One month. Uh, but being a believer for one year and still learning, still growing in that bond and in that relationship with Jesus. That's crazy, man. It is. It's insane. It's it's a journey, and I feel like, again, because I'm, I, I call myself, nah, never mind, I'm not going to say it. Cause it's nah, now you have to say it. Now you have to say it. I call myself a, a, a spiritually retarded person. Okay, so do I. I, I. I fall under that category. And, you know, like, I, I'm very honest. Um, like, I'm not the most, like, spiritual touchy person. Like, oh, I feel this. I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's just not my area, but now that I'm like, I don't know, like you said, like, I feel like it's a, at a whole different level. Like before I would always listen to worship music, like driving or like podcasts. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Bible project. Oh, good uh, stuff. Stop listening to us. If you have to go check out the <laughs> but, but, but Bible finish project. This yeah, finish this one. <laughs> finish this give one and then check fi- out Bible project. Give us a five star <laughs> review and then please head over to the Bible project. Um, uh, but, okay, so, the, yeah, like, I would always, you know, listen to my Christian music, worship songs, driving, and, like, singing along, and just, like, getting pumped for my day and my weekend, and, you know, coming out of a heart session with a client, like, put my worship music, and it's just like, okay, okay, it's all good, it's all good. But now it's like, it just feels different. Yeah. It's, and, and I'll be honest with you, for those, like, two weeks that were really, really hard, I want to say like four of those days solid. I didn't like turn on my stereo at all. Like I just didn't want to hear just it. Just dead silent. I just didn't want to hear it. Wow. Because I was like, it's just, I don't know. Like I was just cliche. Like I'm not feeling this right now. Yeah. And that's the thing about worship songs is they're, they're declarations. Mm. Like you're singing it. Yes. But you're declaring those things over your life. Like, as you're saying those things, like, you're declaring that. Yeah. So it's the statement. And at that moment, I'm like, mm, nah. Yeah. With everything? No, with nothing right now. A lot of times we see worship as for us. Like, we see, like, mm-hmm. oh, when I worship or when I... I like this song. Yeah. Oh, I like this one part. Yeah. Oh, that with everything solo? That's my solo. Exactly. It's all about me, 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 right? And a lot of times we lose... Oh, I didn't like that song. Yeah. Uh, it's not They didn't you. play it the same. You know, it's one of those things. And I think a lot of times we miss the point yep. of who those songs are for. It's not for you. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, and you know this, but I went through that same stage. Yeah. Where it was like, dude, that's I can't a, that's even. That's a whole episode. I can't listen to it. I can't sing them. Yep. Yeah. But that's that's a story for another time. But that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly, like, really excited to see what's to come. Because there's a lot of changes coming up for you. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast. For sure, man. Yeah, man. But thanks for thanks for sharing all this with us. Yeah, man. Appreciate good, good, it. Good question. That was good. Made me process a lot of things. Yeah. It's good. Sweet, man. Till next time. All right. For sure. Thank you for joining us on our first episode. Please feel free to give us some feedback and let us know how we can improve. The podcast is presented by Love Project. To learn more, search Love Project on any social media platform and join the movement. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to subscribe to hear more.